Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The U.S. House passes support for the sanctity of human life, and many people gathered in our nation's capital and around the country to remember those that have fallen since 1973 with the infamous Roe versus Wade abortion decision. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, yesterday was the National Sanctity of Human Life Day. It's an annual celebration, January 22nd of the Roe versus Wade. And President Ronald Reagan actually issued the proclamation designating that where he states, I call upon the citizens of this blessed land to gather on that day in homes and places of worship to give thanks for the gift of life and to reaffirm our commitment to the dignity of every human being and the sanctity of each human life. And, you know, that was celebrated even on Capitol Hill and in many churches yesterday. Yeah, and he encouraged people around the country to gather together with regards to 1973, the Supreme Court decision in Roe versus Wade, and to commit to being dedicated to the sanctity of human life across right. America. Because yes, you know, Roe and uh, Casey were overturned. We celebrate that last June. But the battle, as you know, is just beginning. And we cannot forget those who have given their lives, those precious children. And uh, Faith and Liberty, a ministry, actually every year they do this on Sunday, they put 3,000 flowers out in front of the Supreme Court in in memory of those precious children that are killed every day every due to day. abortion. Every day. Yeah. Every day, yeah. The Faith and Liberty ministry has been very involved. It's a ministry that is part of Liberty Council now that is a ministry in Washington, D.C. that is a prayer and support uh, ministry. And uh, every year at this time, uh, they gather together and mm -hmm. put these roses there in front of the U.S. Supreme Court because it's, it symbolizes about 3,000 people right. a day that lose their life as Babies, a result of abortion. Yeah. And it, it's really a heart grabber, Matt, when you see them doing that and you see those all represent at least one baby who has been erased due to abortion. Indeed, uh, we gathered together this year, and we did in Washington, D.C. and around the country in memorial to those who have lost their lives for this tragedy of abortion that began at the U.S. Supreme Court January 22, 1973. Sixty-plus million, 60-plus million, it's hard to even fathom wow. that, have lost their lives. You know how many states that would be when you combine them together is incredible every man woman and child in multiple states yeah in fact we have a, a called a truth about abortion on our website and it has a map of the united states and it shows you how many states would equal the 64 million children that have died you can go to liberty council's website lc.org forward slash life lc.org forward slash life we have a lot of other information there as well and those of visuals course, are very heart very telling absolutely june 24 2022 was a historic day when Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey were overturned, our amicus brief was filed on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and the Frederick Douglass Foundation, representing collectively about 70,000 
African-American and Hispanic churches around the country, and that brief was actually cited by the U.S. Supreme Court in its decision, the Dobbs case, that overturned these abortion decisions. We celebrate that. Mm -hmm. We continue to celebrate it. So this is a this is the first year, Holly, 2023, that we gather together and that we begin this new year. In nearly 50 years, 50 years ago is when Roe versus Wade was decided. Right. And so this is the first year since 1973 that we begin the new year without the Supreme Court tying the hands of the states with respect to abortion and really forcing these states to allow genocide to occur within their border. You know, it's really miraculous that we live to see this day. But on the other hand, the demonic forces have not given up. They're continuing to fight to kill these children. Absolutely. And so the battle for life is also in Congress. Uh, there was an attempt to pass uh, an abortion bill that failed. Uh, we were very much opposed to that, and that failed at the end of the last Congress, the new Congress. That's not going to come up with the uh, Republican-controlled House. That's just not going to happen. In fact, it's going to be the opposite with a very strong pro-life position coming out of the U.S. House. But the battle is also on the state courts, and so we've been filing amicus briefs on a number of state Supreme Courts across the country. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the battle with regards to legislation, the U.S. House passed a bill, 220 voted in favor, 210 voted against. This H.R. 26, that bill is known as the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. 210 Democrats voted against it. Only two Democrats in the U.S. House voted in favor all of the 220 Republicans voted in favor of this bill. This bill is one that says if a baby is born alive, then a healthcare practitioner or anyone present needs to undertake efforts to provide appropriate medical care to save the life of that child in the same way that any other baby that would be born alive would receive. It is not something that would restrict abortion because by this time the baby is outside of the womb and you, know, you have two babies there yeah one baby was intended for abortion but is born alive one baby is intended for live birth they're both there if you have them there in the same room one would get medical care and the other would be left to die either just neglected or someone would intentionally physically kill that baby as it's grasping for air. You know, I think it's not only tragic, but it's demonic that anyone would vote against saving a precious child who's trying to live. Gerald Nadler, who is a demonic. Democrat from New York, gave this unbelievable statement on the House floor oh. stating why he was voting against this bill. And he said, he admitted it, and we have the quote, that there may be circumstances in which it would be good for this baby born alive to get medical care so that it could survive. But, but there may be also situations where this other baby shouldn't be helped, and that's the problem with the bill. In other words, he acknowledges that there are circumstances where medical care would be very appropriate. He actually says it so for the God. baby born alive, but because this baby was intended for abortion, he's going to vote against the bill. Another member of the Democratic Party in the U.S. House had the audacity to stand up and misquote 
Jeremiah 1.5, where the book of uh, Jeremiah says that God knew Jeremiah and called him in his mother's womb. She says, note, it says the mother's womb, not the government's womb. Well, the baby is not in anybody's womb once it's born and it is alive. It's a child, it's a person that God has known from the beginning of the creation of earth in that womb. It's one of the most <laughs> pro-life scriptures yes. in the Bible, and she used it to try to twist why she is going to vote against the bill. It's blasphemy. I mean, this is absolute <laughs> darkness, my mm -hmm. friends, where you have people, 210 Democrats, vote against this bill. In other words, vote to allow infanticide to continue. If you go to our website, lc.org forward slash life, scroll all the way down to the bottom, go all the way down towards the bottom, and you're going to see uh, some information about baby Rowan. Baby Rowan is a baby 21, 23 weeks gestation that was born at the Epoch abortion clinic in Orlando, Florida. This woman got bad advice, uh, had the medication that was given to her to start the contractions. And uh, the contractions started earlier than the abortion clinic anticipated. She comes back to the clinic later that evening. She starts to have contractions. She gives birth to this baby. While she's sitting on the commode, the baby is born. She pulls it out of the water. The baby's grasping for air. She calls for help. She screams for help. No one will help her. A friend of her, she called on the phone. That friend called 911. The paramedics arrived, the abortion clinic workers went out and met the paramedics, and they turned them away, said, it's okay, it's nothing to worry about. Uh, the baby, Rowan, died. I visited baby Rowan in the morgue and took photographs of this perfectly formed little baby. This is the kind of infanticide, my friends, that happens, and consequently, we cannot be silent. I encourage you to go to LC org lc.org you're going to see emails there you can send faxes and petitions to the united states senate this bill to support babies that are born alive needs to be passed in the u.s senate go to lc.org you've been listening to faith and freedom brought to you by liberty council we hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom get informed and get involved today Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776.